Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fit and Free podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because we are talking all things exercise, the best type of exercise for you to reach your body composition goals. So let's jump into it. I want to start each episode with a little bit of a life update because I love, love, love listening to that on other people's podcasts and I love to know where people are, what they're at, what they're doing. So I feel like this could be just like a little story time every time we start one of these episodes. So little life update is Niels and I are moving back to Australia. We're going back to Australia on Thursday. We're just going there for two months to spend some time with my mum and some family over Christmas and I couldn't be more excited about it. We're leaving next Thursday, which is crazy because we've been in Bali now for, I think it'll be six months in total. And oh my God, what an adventure. What, how freaking amazing it has been. But like, I'm kind of low key excited to go back to Australia. I think I'm excited because I know there's going to be an end and then we're going to come back to Bali. So it's not a goodbye forever, but it's just like a interim in, in the middle. So I'm super excited Do you know what I'm most excited for? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Bali and I love the restaurants and I love the variety, but I miss Woolworths. I'm so excited to go home and do groceries. I I don't know if there's any other gals out there who love grocery shopping. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like going to the grocery store every day. That's not the vibe, but I do love going grocery shopping, you know, once a week to getting all of my amazing goodness to make my delicious meals. So that is one of the most things that I'm excited about. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's happening on Thursday. We're we're going home. So this is the first time that I've spent like a longer period time at home in my hometown, the south coast of New South Wales. So I'm really excited about that. I've always had this dream of being able to work remotely. So then I can actually go home and spend some time there. So I can't believe it's actually happening. That is the power, honestly. And I put that to my woo side is my manifestation, my vision boarding, my daily journaling practice, and most importantly, my visualization. Honestly, game changing. So that's the update. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. So a little bit of hecticness amongst like between now Actually, when this episode goes live, we'll be leaving the next day. So this week is just going to be hectic for us, packing, making sure everything's organized to jump on the plane on Thursday. So enough with the live update. Let's get into the exercise. So I wanted to do this podcast because I know there are so many people out there um, struggling with trying to reach their body composition goals, and they're really burning themselves into the ground with their exercise. So if you are the type of person that is going to train to burn calories, if you are putting like you might, if you're putting extra cardio on top of like your strength training session, or you're going into your gym session and you're like just thinking, how can I burn the most calories and how can I do the most reps and how can I beat everyone else? And how can I, you know, really be like high, high, high. 
Or then if there's a person who is, you know, you're feeling guilty for having a rest day or you're feeling guilty for having a week off, this episode is really for you. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the best kind of exercise to do when you are trying to change your body composition and the principles that really do need to be applied in order to get the most out of your training to really start seeing results. If you are feeling exhausted, if you've got niggling injuries, if you're not seeing the changes that you want in your body, then it truly could be that your exercise routine is really letting you down. What you have to think about is the best kind of exercise is the one that's going to help you achieve the desired goal, right? We always are thinking, what is the goal? What is the end in mind? So if your goal is to tone, if your goal is to drop fat and like, you know, um, reveal some of your muscle definition so you get that lean um, defined look, aka building lean muscle and dropping the fat that you need, then the right type, you need the right type of exercise and nutrition protocol in order to achieve that. Today, we're only going to be speaking to the exercise side of the equation. DM me on Instagram if you want to hear more about the nutrition side. So let's break it down. What is toning exactly? What toning means is building enough lean muscle to get the definition in your body and then dropping the fat to reveal it. One of the biggest mistakes I see active females make when they're trying to change their body composition is they're just constantly trying to drop fat. They constantly want to be in the calorie deficit. So what is the exercise that they choose to do? They do cardio. Because of course, cardio burns more calories. You get that overall feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so dead after this workout. It must be meaning I'm reaching my goals. Feeling X, Y, and Z. I made that mistake for years, right? But if you never take the time, and I wish someone told me this at the start of my fitness journey, because I wouldn't have wasted five years of my life trying to make myself smaller and reduce my body fat in order to get my body of my dreams because I had never taken time to build muscle and when I say time I mean a year building muscle takes time and if you've never taken the time to eat at maintenance or eat in a surplus then you're never going to get that toned look if that is your goal that you're striving for I remember when I lost 10 kilos I remember looking at myself and I still was not happy because I had no muscle definition, because I was constantly doing HIIT, I was constantly doing cardio on top of my strength training sessions because I wanted to burn the fat. This is your reminder that we need a level of muscle in order to have that toning muscle definition. So what is the best exercise for that? Resistance training. So how the hell do you build lean muscle? To build lean muscle, you need to make your muscles bigger. You get that? So how the hell do you do that? By breaking them down via resistance training and then allowing them to build back up using protein consumed through the diet so they can get bigger and stronger to look bigger, right? 
but it gets to a point where the the same resistance doesn't have the same effect because your muscles are bigger and your muscles are stronger so what do you need to do then you need to use a heavier resistance or more reps to then break them down again right as they get stronger you need something heavier to then break them down this is known as progressive overload and it's so important that you're providing that stimulus um, a little bit more 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 each and every week to allow your muscles to adapt and change if you are constantly switching up your training with random workouts or group fitness then you're not giving the muscles enough stimulus so a reason to change you might be thinking but then I'm going to get bulky I only want to do cardio and yes I get it I once thought that as well but the thing is when you start building muscle, you actually become more dense. So you actually become more, more defined and you actually be, appear smaller. Not to mention all the other benefits of building lean muscle in terms of you can eat more. Your resting metabolic rate is higher. You feel stronger and ultimately feel more confident in your own skin. Another problem with group training and random workouts that I want to speak to today is, is that you're training the wrong energy system. Exercise is actually way more complex than what people think in terms of exercise science, training the correct energy systems, X, Y, and Z. So it's really, really important to know that doing 50 jump squats and 50 burpees is not going to give you definition in your body. So why the hell do it? It's not fun, it's not enjoyable, and all it's really doing is like putting so much pressure on our joints. What you're doing when you're doing this type of exercise is you're stressing out your cardiovascular system. You're working on muscle endurance, not muscle hypertrophy. And if your goal is to change your body composition, wouldn't you wanna be doing the exercise that is most is going to get you to your end goal remember thinking about your end goal in mind of change of growing your muscles so why waste your time doing the wrong type of exercise it doesn't make sense so when you're doing this type of exercise and you're stressing your cardiovascular system what you're doing is you're hitting a fatigue point because you're breathless rather than your muscles fatiguing so you're not creating enough stimulus actually on the muscles again to give them a reason to change all you're doing is stressing your cardiovascular fitness therefore not giving your muscles a reason to change not only is it stressing out your cardiovascular fitness and your muscle endurance but it's also going to be stressing the fuck out of your nervous system doing this type of exercise frequently throughout the week all it's really doing as well is increasing your cortisol levels and increasing the inflammation in your body don't get me wrong like it sounds like i absolutely hate hit and i and it's like the worst type of exercise absolutely not i love hit I love HIT when prescribed correctly and for the right goal. Like HIT is so good to help increase that cardiovascular fitness if you freaking love it. So that's my piece in and around HIT, cardio, and the best type of exercise if you want to change your body composition. 
Now we have to go through some of the really important factors that you need to be considering through your resistance training. A couple of principles that are really important to talk about is number one is your frequency of your training. Okay. Research has shown over and over again that you need to be hitting each muscle group at least two times a week for about 10 sets in order again to give them that stimulus to change. There is no best exercise plan for anyone, rather the best exercise plan that suits your lifestyle, that suits your training age, and most importantly, one that you enjoy. I would recommend at least three days, which could look like one upper, one lower, or one full body day, or you could do three full body days. If you wanted to train four days a week, and that's what I personally just love to do, you can do a upper and lower body split. You can get amazing results from training three days a week as long as you're training with the right intensity and the frequency, just like we're speaking about now. You can also get really good for results from just training four days a week. I don't think there's a need to be training five days a week unless it's really your sport. Like bodybuilders, I think that definitely there is a lot of benefit from training five days a week. But for us, gen pop, amazing people who are just doing it to feel good, feel strong, to and to get some good results, four days a week is plenty. Because when you start to do it too much, you start to resent it. You're like, shit, I have to go to the gym again. Or you simply can't handle the volume and you simply can't recover. And that's why I say that if it is your job, if it's like your sport, X, Y, and Z, and you've been training for a long period of time, that's when you can introduce those five days of training, right? You can recover from it. But if you, you know, if you're in your first or second year of proper lifting, and when I say like, you know, going to random workouts and gym classes, that's not proper lifting. When you've been, you know, following a program with good periodization and good overload over a long period of time, four days is easily enough. The next principle that I want to speak to today is intensity. And this is something that's really, really important in order to get that stimulus for our muscles to change. So ideally, you really do need to be training at like a 7 to an 8 out of 10 effort. And how do you know if you're training at that intensity? Is, is the last reps, the last two reps should be obviously slower than the first rep that you've punched out. If it's not, then it's a sign that your weight isn't heavy enough or that maybe you need to increase your reps. I want to speak to intensity here as well in terms of like, again, that huffing and puffing versus muscle fatigue. And I'm just going to say it again because it's so freaking important for you guys to understand that huffing and puffing is different to muscular fatigue. So you need that muscular failure, not the huffing and puffing. Another thing that I want to speak to, and it's another really big mistake that I see people make in the gym, is training to failure. You don't have to train to failure in order to see results. Because what training to failure is actually doing is creating so much neuromuscular fatigue. You know that heaviness that you're feeling the next day, like the, you know, the lack of motivation to train again, like the muscles feeling sore. Imagine if that was happening all the time. 
of course you don't want to go back to the gym and of course you can't smash out some good quality intense 8 out of 10 effort reps if that's what's happening every time you train. So yes, you can do single joint movements to failure, absolutely, like you can smash up some bicep curls or some tricep extensions to get, you know, get that mechanical tension and that muscle pump, but for your compound lifts, like definitely you do not want to be training till failure there. And then the last thing that I want to speak to today in, pod, in today's podcast, which is really, really important to understand, is recovery. And I know this is something that people don't take seriously because people just get in their heads being like, oh my God, but I feel bad if I don't train. I feel guilty if I have a rest day. Oh my God, I've had a week off and I feel really bad about it because I'm going to lose all my results. You're absolutely not going to lose all your results and you have to think about it like going to the gym, doing deadlifts, doing squat is a skill, right? And think about it to another skill that you have mastered. Let's say riding a bicycle. So you've ridden a bicycle so much that you can just get on that bike and you can start riding and you can pick it up straight away. It's exactly the same as your squats, as your deadlifts. Once you've mastered the skill, it doesn't just go away. You're not going to lose progress if you have a week off, if you have a two weeks off, maybe even you have three weeks off, right? Especially if you just jump back into it. Of course, you won't be able to like go exactly where you were before your break, but building back up to that, you'll be able to get there so quickly. So I want to point out some really important things when we're looking for in our recovery. And I want to share these with you today because I want you guys to look out for it in your own training. Because if you're not recovering, you're not getting the other half of the equation in order to change your body composition, right? Remember the equation being you have to damage your muscles enough and then repair them with recovery through nutrition and rest in order to see change, okay? So there's two types of, like recovery can be broken down into two different aspects. The first is called overreaching and then the second is overtraining. And this is a regularly occurring problem in the world of sports. And I often see it with a lot of my clients as well who want to be doing more, training more, you know, training seven days a week. But it's actually putting you more at risk and more susceptible to illness and injury. So overreaching is a temporary condition that occurs in response to heavy or intense load. The symptoms of overreaching are generally feeling unwell, poor sleep, struggling to get to sleep. Mood fluctuations is an absolutely big one. And mood fluctuations is a massive one. It doesn't necessarily have any significant impact on your performance, but more so on how you're feeling. So it's really, really important to continuously check in with yourself in terms of looking at your exercise routine, looking at your load, and can you handle it? Overtraining, on the other hand, is a chronic condition of extreme fatigue. It is a serious condition that is induced by prolonged high volume, high intensity, repeated and reoccurring training sessions. That type of training can really result in serious disorders, primarily in the nervous system and hormonal systems. So things to look out in overreaching. A slow heart rate recovery after training and a high resting heart rate, increased arterial blood pressure, heart palpitations, nervousness and emotionally instability, 
unrestful sleep and low sleep quality. And lastly, decreased in concentration. How this occurs is it's an inadequate balance between workout and rest, aka, aka too much intense load exceeding the recovery capacity of the body. There is no periodization of the training. The training is monotonous, it's too long or too frequent and too frequent and the training is lacking variety so you're not changing things up enough and a training process that is not adapted to the individual and that's why I am so big right on making sure that your exercise program suits you and it's tailored to you because of these reasons also really important to have you know long-term structure in your exercise plan and not just you know what am I doing this week that week this week it builds on top of each other and when you have a long consistent plan you can see the actual progress but if you don't then you lack that progression and lack your recovery not only are the are these physical things that cause overreaching but there's also psychological things that we really need to pay attention to so too much stress can also contribute to poor recovery and this overreaching feeling. Another thing is setting unrealistic goals and objectives. And the other big thing that I see in my clients and my myself made that mistake is the psychological aspect of believing I need to do more in order to lose weight. I need to do more exercise. And if I don't, then I feel guilty and I feel shame. It's really important that we shift those belief systems. And this is evidence for you guys today that more exercise is not better because of the equation exercise plus recovery equals success. Other physiological things that we really, really need to be paying attention to in overreaching is insufficient sleep and low sleep quality. And you can see that can become a vicious cycle, especially if you are going into those overreaching symptoms of having poor sleep, which then feeds back into the cycle. So it's really, really important. Sleep is so important and we definitely underestimate how important it is. The next, of course, is our nutrition, and this is really important, and I see this again with my clients all the time, is not eating enough. If you're not eating enough, it's going to play such a big role into your recovery. Unbalanced nutrition or irregular eating is going to cause that overreaching, which is going to impact your health in so many negative ways. And then the old question, the old thing of, but if I eat more, I'm going to gain weight. Why don't we think about this? If you don't eat enough, then you're not going to see results. Eating more is not going to cause weight gain. Eating in a calorie surplus is going to equal weight gain. Eating enough is meeting your human needs. There is a big difference. So as you can see, Recovery is so much more than what we look like because this is now we're talking about our health. We're talking about how we're showing up to our friends and family, how we're looking after our kids, how we're showing up in our jobs. Like, are we, you know, do we have like good concentration and then we can be present and be there in the moment, right? 
And the craziest thing is, is that you, we don't need to be going to these extremes. We can feel physically freaking amazing. We can have lots of energy and we can still see results. You just need to learn how to do it. So that wraps up today's episode in terms of the best type of exercise you should be doing in order to reach your body composition goals. And most importantly, the things that you do really need to focus on in terms of setting up that exercise routine. Guys, if you love this episode, I would love it if you could share it on your Instagram stories. Better yet, leave me a review and tell me what you think because I'm literally sitting here doing this to help you guys, to teach you that you don't have to sacrifice your entire life in order to reach your body goals. So I will see you. No, I won't. I'll be talking to you all next week. <laughs>